everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today we continue our Advent journey looking at the candle of joy, also known as the shepherd's candle. We are already here at the third Sunday of Advent. December seems to be rushing by like normal, of course. I'm glad that we still have a couple of weeks before Christmas to get things finished up and to continue just quietly thinking in those spare moments as we have time. Today we're going to be talking about the candle of joy. And I want to start by reading the prayer for the third Sunday of Advent from the Book of Common Prayer. Here it is. Stir up your power, O Lord. And with great might come among us. And because we are sorely hindered by our sins, let your bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. What a beautiful prayer. I love that just acknowledgement of our own need and just crying out for grace and mercy, which we know from scripture is readily available to us. Guys, we need Jesus. And as we celebrate this Advent season, and even as we just feel the brokenness this December, it's just that reminder that we need a savior. Over 2000 years ago, one night near the small town of Bethlehem, Some angels showed up to the shock and surprise of shepherds and greeted them with a message. We talked about the message of peace that they brought last week, but they also said something else. They said, we're bringing you a message of great joy. Let me read in Luke 2, 10 to 12. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy That will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And as we know from last week, the shepherds get up and they go to find the baby. They find him, they bow, and they worship him. The thing that stuck out to me today as I was reading through this was this all the people. There'll be great joy for all the people. This is really important, especially as you look at the story of the Christian church in the first century after Jesus rose from the dead and went back into heaven. And this was something that was radical about the church, that it was for all the people. Christianity was actually called the religion of women and slaves at one point in time because of how welcomed everybody was into this new belief system. It was for all the people. And guys, as I think about the people that Jesus hung out with, As this baby grew to be a man and this man began his ministry of teaching and healing and loving and welcoming and speaking truth and then ultimately dying before he rose again. 
I think about the people that he hung out with. His message of joy was truly for all the people, except for (laughs) the religious leaders who thought they didn't need it. And guys, as I look at the brokenness in our Christian systems right now, especially within the evangelical church, I look at just the division and the anger and the rejection of certain groups of people. I just want to say, like, is this message of joy still for all the people? Yes, the original message is still for all the people. But once again, I am just concerned that many of our evangelical churches are no longer the disciples. They're no longer the people who are following Jesus. They're no longer the crowds who are coming after him. But they have become the religious leaders. They have become the Pharisees. And even progressive Christians have become the Sadducees. And we are at this place where we're saying, we're right, you're wrong, and we do not need this message of great joy. And that breaks my heart. Because when you think about who Jesus came for and who this message of joy was for and the people that he collected around him, it's beautiful. Jesus is God, 100% God in the flesh. And so everything that we thought about him, the things that we imagined he would be, somehow he's not. And this is one of the reasons the religious leaders had the biggest problem with him. He was not following their rules. He was not rejecting the sinners. He was not condemning people for their behaviors. Instead, he was welcoming and loving and bringing them to him. He said strange things about how it wasn't the well that needed a doctor. It was the sick. And he condemned them for their hypocrisy and their pride and their self-centeredness and the fact that they thought that they were good or at least good enough. Guys, Jesus' good message, his good news of joy was indeed for all the people. Ultimately, it was for Jews, but it was also for Gentiles. Thank goodness, because that's me. (laughs) I'm a Gentile. I am not a Hebrew. I'm not a Jew. But his good message was for Jews and Gentiles. It was for men and for women and for children and for slaves. It was for everybody in the system that said that men were the most powerful. Talk about patriarchy. This was a patriarchal system. And yet his message was for everyone. I think about that in our situation these days, and guys, I'm sorry, but there is no people group that God's message is not for. So yes, God's message of hope and joy is for the LGBTQI community. It is for the people that you're sitting there saying, those people are wrong, they're evil, they're bad. It's for them. And maybe that's Trump Christians, or maybe that's, you know, whatever it is, the people that you're saying, those are the wrong people, those people are bad. No. The message of hope and joy and the good news of God And his love for us is for all people, every single person. That's huge. Jesus reached out to the outcasts and to the rejected. He longed for people to come to know him, even if they were on the outskirts of society. He touched lepers. He talked to women alone. He did things that were completely out of the norms of society as he reached out to all people. He welcomed prostitutes. He welcomed tax collectors who were compromising with the enemy. He welcomed sinners, which really means people who had rejected or just had no use for the Jewish laws and traditions. They were no longer living as a Jew. They were just doing their own thing and living worldly, if you want to say. He was there with them. He ate with them. He drank with them. He welcomed them in. The Pharisees called him a glutton and a drunkard. 
They condemned him for the people that he hung out with. But his message of good news, the joy that he came to bring was for all the people. Jesus reached out to people who were on the fringe of society. When he healed the guy in those tombs who was naked and crazy, like he was calling out and reaching out and touching somebody that everybody else had decided was not worth it. But that was Jesus there for the broken ones, there for the ones who needed him. And the broken ones recognized that they needed him. And his message of great joy was for all the people, all of them, every single one. Guys, I tremble at what we have done within our Christianity. I am fearful of the God that we have created and how he does not actually line up with the real Jesus. It's not okay. This deconstruction movement that is so condemned by many in the evangelical Christian circles is a good thing. Now, I still believe that if you deconstruct, you can reconstruct into an orthodox Christianity that follows the cores, the creeds of the faith in the last thousands of years. I'm not thinking that we can just go and design our own thing. I think there is truth. I really do, absolute truth. But I think that the absolute truth is very simple. And it's going, there's other, other things that look very different within our experience of Christianity. Whether you're Anglican or Episcopalian or Lutheran or Methodist or Baptist or whatever you are, I think you can have a genuine relationship with Jesus that is simple, and then you still have these expressions of your faith within your denomination. So, you know, people would stone me for saying that. Sounds heretical, but it's not. (laughs) So when you think about Jesus, and we think about who he was and what he did, and we look at the Christian traditions that we have created, And it's no wonder that we're questioning, that we're doubting, that we're wondering, that we're walking away for a time, because so much of it is not real Christianity. It's man-made tradition. And guys, we are the Pharisees. The evangelical church has become the Pharisees. And I hate that. I hate the way it is, but it is. But yet you look at at the tax collectors, okay, that Jesus just reached out to and accepted. These are people who were compromising with the political system. So maybe that's your MAGA Christians who are trying desperately to create political peace so that they can have what they want and feel safe and secure. Guess what, guys? The message of hope and good news and joy is for those people. It's for all the people. If you're listening to this and maybe that's who you are and you're like, hey, don't condemn me, guys, I'm not condemning you. I'm just saying This is the truth. We are all broken. We all have things that we're holding on to. And so if you're looking at this and you're condemning people in the LGBTQ community and you're saying, well, this message of good hope couldn't be for them because they're living in sin, blah, 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 blah. I'm here to tell you that the message of joy and good, great hope and good news is for all the people. Guys, we've got to set aside these things that we hold on to, that we are just angry with each other and we're condemning each other. We need to recognize that we are all broken sinners in desperate need of a savior, that Jesus has come and he wants to restore us. He wants to dig deep into our heart and discover the things that's truly broken and the fears and the insecurities and the things that we face. And he wants to heal us there. He wants to love us there because he has a message of great joy for our lives. The angels came and they said, 
a Savior, has been born. They called him Christ, which means the Messiah, the Lord. He was here after years of longing, after years of waiting, hoping, will he come? They said the Messiah is here. And they reached out to this lowly group of shepherds, these outcasts of society, these nobodies. Their job was just to tend the sheep, and they were considered less than. And yet they were the ones who heard the good news first. And they came, they found the baby, and they worshipped him. Guys, if nothing else, I hope you hear this. God is not who we think he is. When I look at the story of Jesus and his birth, I think it's just just reminds me once again that God is not who we think he is. He is so different from us. And we're so quick to make him in our own image, to decide that he must just be a little better than us. But he is nothing like us. We just happen to be created a little bit like him. Guys, we need humility to reject our pride and in humility recognize our need, our lack that we don't have what it takes, that we are broken beyond repair, and yet that there is a God who longs to grab us and restore us and hold us and love us. I'm going to close with a story. I talked to you guys a little bit about one of my students this year, a few weeks ago, just talking about the love of God and how I just am seeing that right now very clearly in the love that God's given me for this little person. But we had an incident this last week again where they got super angry outside at recess and um, started yelling and swearing and throwing things and then walked off and was like throwing other bigger things and just like losing it. And since they seem to be pretty connected to me, I walked after them. This is not the first time I've done this. I walked after them and at this point in time, they're kind of sitting on a hill um, throwing grass and I knelt down next to them or, you know, close-ish. And they said, go away. So I backed up a little bit and didn't leave, just kind of knelt down and just started asking some questions and telling them it's going to be okay and stuff like that. And um, first, there was lots of anger and lots of just, you know, I hate myself and I, everyone else hates me, that kind of stuff. And I just spoke gentle truth. And eventually they started to calm down a little bit. And other adults from the school came out to try to handle the situation, Um, or deans and stuff like that with more authority than me. I said, all right, are we, are we good? Can we go inside? And we stood up and all of a sudden they just turned and flung themselves into my arms and just started crying. And I held them tight and I whispered words of love and affirmation. And after a bit, when they were a little more calm, we walked back towards school together. And guys, that is such a picture of Jesus with us. I think that many of us go through times where we're just angry and we're questioning and we're doubting and we just want nothing to do with God because of the brokenness and the hurt that we've experienced from his people or from church, people who call themselves Christians, and we're just confused and frustrated and we push him away. And I just want to say to you guys, the Holy Spirit will quietly follow us as we yell and scream and throw things. The Holy Spirit will step back if we say, go away, but he won't leave. He'll get down on his knees next to us quietly and just wait. 
He's going to whisper truth, even as we condemn ourselves and question and doubt. He's going to sit with us and just acknowledge our pain. And when the time comes that we turn and fling ourselves back into his arms, he's going to hold us so close and whisper words of love and comfort into our ears. This is who God is. He seeks and he saves the lost. He goes after the the one sheep that's missing. He is not a God of condemnation and anger and wrath like you may have heard. He is a gentle God filled with compassion. And he has a message of good news and joy that's for you. And if you are feeling far off, angry and confused, this joy is still for you. And if you're doubting and questioning, aren't sure what to believe, this joy is still for you. And if you feel too lost, too far gone, you're not. This joy is still for you. Because the angels came to the shepherds, to the rejected ones, and announced good news. The Savior, the Messiah, the Lord had been born. Born humbly into this world, living quietly here with us, speaking truth, showing us God, face to face with God, and then allowing himself to be killed, paying for the sins of the world, restoring us to relationship with God, doing everything that it took. He said, you can't do it. I can. So I'm going to because I love you and I want you. And that's the best news of all, you guys. That's the best Christmas gift we could ever get. Joy. Because we have been restored to a relationship with the God who created us. And I pray with all my heart that you will get to the place where you can experience that joy as well. But until then, the Holy Spirit is sitting quietly with you. Just waiting until you're ready. And He's not going to give up. And He's not going to let you go. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.